This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Super excited. Hey, gang. Welcome. Welcome to the show. I'm super excited. We got a big show for you today. And I got a super, super duper special guest. The most important guest I've ever had on my show. Give me this little guest. This is her. This is what it's all about, ladies and gentlemen. Uh-oh. Don't drop your sippy. Don't drop your sippy cup. Look it. There's nothing better than... Oh, I know. I know. Bad grandpa. Okay, don't play with that. Okay, here. Want up your sippy cup? Here, we can't put that right in front of your face, silly girl. Hey, everybody. This is my granddaughter. This is Zaya. She's down here visiting me in Cabo San Lucas. And uh, she's super excited to be on the show. Where's mommy going? Okay, okay, okay. All right. We're going to let you go be with your mommy. She just woke up and she needs to get some breakfast. And daddy's building the high chair right now. But I just want everybody to see my granddaughter. Say I'll hi. see you in a little bit. We're going to the beach. Say hi. There you go. Say hi. Hi. Hi, everybody. Give me my sippy cup and knock this garbage off. What's the doggy say? What's the doggy say? <laughs> no, he doesn't laugh. Woof, 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 yeah. So we got... We got baby Zaya, we got Marley right behind me, we got Jewel, we got Sean, we got the cats, everybody's here today, things are happening. We got a great show for you today, we're going to bring in my good buddy Justin in just a few minutes, and he's going to talk about all the great hooping he's been doing the last few nights. Today is Promar Ahi USA Tuesday, we always start off with the Promar on Tuesdays, and today's no different, you guys want to check out the QR code. I'm going to flash up here on the screen in just a second. If you go over there and you look around, Promarahi USA, check out all the cool products they have for you over there. And then end of every month, we give away that grab bag of free stuff to one lucky person just for visiting the website. So grab the QR code and go in there and and, uh, check out all the cool things they have to offer you over there, the Live Deception Cedar Plugs, the Live Deception Flash Lures, and so much more. And yeah, ladies and gentlemen, that's my monkey. That's Marley, the Marmoset Monkey. He's on the show every day. If you've never seen him before, he's a live monkey. We saved him down here in Cabo. We have four rescue cats and a rescue monkey. And my granddaughter and my son and his wife are all down here in Cabo with me right now. And my beautiful wife, Kelly's up at her mother's house, so. It's mass mayhem here at the house right now. So check out the QR code for Promar. We'll go back to Promar in a few minutes here and talk about Promar. But grab that QR code we just threw up on the screen. 
that'll get you an opportunity to win that free grab bag just for visiting their website. And today we're bringing Justin in in just a little bit. And he's going to talk about what we're seeing up there in Long Beach Harbor. I want to thank everybody that watched the show last night. That was incredible. 14,000 watched minutes last night again. Absolutely incredible. I think we're on to something really good here. Let me let me bring in this guy just for a minute. He's going to actually be on for the whole show. Justin, welcome. Hey, how are you? I'm super excited to have you on the show. That was so fun. The last, <laughs> the last three nights you've done this, it's just been incredible. Yeah, what I think we're really on to something with this. It'd be so spectacular. Just imagine when we start going fishing and everything, too. Oh, yeah, but we're all excited. Me and Elliot were talking this morning. We, uh-huh. We're getting Starlink for you for your boat. You're going to Catalina, oh. and it's going to be – I mean, everybody's loving watching you pull the nets with <laughs> two or three lobsters in it, but can you imagine how bitching it's going to be at Catalina when you're bringing up nets with 10 lobsters in them? Oh, yeah. <laughs> 10 or 15 lobsters in them at a time? Oh, yeah. Absolutely incredible. Gang, if you haven't watched the show last night, three and a half hour show, that two nights before that, it was uh, three hours and 10 minutes. And the first night we did it for like two hours and 50 minutes. Nobody, nobody turns it off, Justin. We keep adding more and more people. It's incredible. It is so cool. And, uh, and also the interaction with people too. It, it is kind of tough for me to maneuver the boat, go downstairs, hold my phone, you know, going up the ladder, but it's kind of fun. I'm enjoying it. I'm really liking it. Yeah. If it wasn't for your damn knee. I know (laughs) my knee is pretty bad. But gang, if you watch this at all, we're kind of handicapped. Unfortunately in California right now, nobody wants to work. So a lot of people were making comments last night. The young man you have working for you, he's doing the very best he can do. There's no reason to make fun of him. There's no reason to talk about him. Believe me, he is doing the very best he can do. He's never done it before, gang. So for people to stand on the outside and make comments, you know, I banned people last night just because of their sheer yeah. meanness. And there's no reason to be mean, gang. If you can do it better... We don't want you anyway, because Justin and I, we know exactly what we're doing. We want people that are willing to do it the way we tell you to do it, period, end of story, right? Yeah, that's absolutely correct. Someone that knows too much knows too much, right? Oh, absolutely. We want them to know our way, not their way. We had people commenting last night telling us the way they do it. It's so funny. We don't want to know how you do it. And I don't want to respond to anyone. I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. You know, I'm I'm the nice guy. I got it. I'm all over them. I know. I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings and tell them. I I just respond, okay, yeah. Yeah, maybe I'll try that, but I'm not going to try it. I'm just going to get straight to the point. I will not try it. (laughs) We do it a certain way, and that's the way we do it. So, Well, you know what's really funny, and I want to talk about this today is I I just I haven't been doing this very long. I started in 1974 working for my father up down at Dana Point, and then Not I kind of got, cap- got my captain's license in the early 80s, and and you know that's. Not very long to have been doing this. I think I've tied up probably somewhere around seventy-five thousand boats in my career, Ooh. and uh, 
But I have a video that's absolutely viral. We post it every five or six months when we did a little boost in viewership. And it's how to tie up your boat. And right now on Facebook, it just hit 1.1 million views in five days. Oh, my gosh. On Instagram, it's like at 300,000 views. On TikTok, it just went 1.2 million views. And each one of those has two or 3,000 comments. And it is absolutely amazing how many people want to tell me I do not know how to tie up a boat. And the way that I tie up the boat, it will never hold a big boat. And I know your boats are way bigger than mine. The boats I've driven aren't very big, 65, 85, 95, 100, 110 foot long. I understand your boats are way bigger. I can only show you how to tie up the boats that I'm on at the time, though, Justin. It's yeah. ridiculous. And I move it back to what we were doing last last night, hoop netting. Gang, when you're watching the show, guess what? We don't want to know what you know. It You save yourself a phenomenal amount of energy and time. Kick back, watch, enjoy it, ask Justin questions. But we don't want to, you don't need to put the input, well, I would have done it this way. We don't care. We really, Justin and I don't care how you do it. We've been... It's so true. We've been super successful with what we do. And, and if you think we're failing, then enjoy it and watch us fail and laugh. And sh the best thing to do is to share it with all your friends. Share how stupid Justin and I are with all of your friends because it really, really, really means a lot to us to have you share. Like yeah. the how to tie up the boat video. Five days. Three different platforms where it's got a million views. It's absolutely incredible. All the people that share and want to show all their friends what an idiot Captain Dave is. I love it. I eat it up. Kelly can't read the comments because it makes her head explode. But me, personally, I think it's the greatest thing in the world for all you people to tell me exactly how to do things. And Justin, <laughs> I know I'm watching you read the comments last night and I'm trying to be involved. I know. And me and Elliot were trying to figure out how to get me on to the live show with you yeah. because Justin doesn't have time to, to have you tell him how you do it. He has time to answer the questions and drive the boat. Talk about what you're doing out there because it's insane. <laughs> it, it's so cool. Um, so everyone's out, literally everyone's out there with me, watching me exactly how we do it. And I get a lot of comments, too, that people say they feel like they're there with me at the moment. And you get to see the good, the bad, the ugly, and the great, right? You get to see me back up the ropes. I'm not 100% perfect. Sometimes I have to go back forward and come back one or two times. You got to see last night the crazy current that we had. That was unreal. It was windy as heck. It was freezing cold. And, yeah, you got to see the bad current and the bow getting pushed off over towards the rocks. And what we have to do to maneuver to get into this situation. So just just being there and having everyone watching and then the comments as well, it's pretty spectacular. Um, but yeah, you get to see me back down onto the rope, onto the nets, the line or rope, whatever you want to call it. Um, I call it rope, so we'll just stick with that. So you'll see me back down onto the ropes. And sometimes the current is just pushing so far away that the rope is coming sideways. And the one comment that someone made was, I'm pulling it up sideways so half the lobsters are coming out. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, cool, <laughs> whatever you say. 
Right. The number of options are not coming out. We're pulling up at a steady pace. I go over a whole scenario with everybody on how to pull the nets before I go live. So everyone already knows. They're already ahead of the game. So, But you get to see me pulling them sideways. You get to see me pulling them near my prop. And that's the most interesting thing because everyone's like, oh, my gosh, you're going to get prop fouled. But uh, if you see my – you're seeing it from my phone. Okay, You're not seeing it from my perspective of what I'm looking at. I'm looking at it from way up high. And I see the scope of the rope um, going down. And I know where my, my props are. So I know when I need to kick it into gear and when to kick out that rope. I, I'm not going to put my passengers in a situation that's going to hurt anybody. So, that being said, knock on wood, I have not prop fouled myself. It looks like it's very close, but it's not as close as what you think. And then last night also, you got to see we had to cast out a lure to go and get one of the ropes because it was too close to the rocks. But... <clears throat> Yeah, it's pretty cool. And then the sand fleas is absolutely crazy. They're, I can't believe how bad they are, especially that new spot I went to last night. Holy moly. Thousands and thousands and thousands of them. It's unreal. Yeah, well, here's what I want to talk about, about the back and down, because there was a lot of comments about back and down, and they're still going, and the comments are still going, <laughs> and the views are still going bananas. And this is a three-hour live fishing show that's it's never been done before there's no platform on the planet that's doing this so we're doing something totally different but you got to remember back when i started this i was doing this on a 46 foot bertram up in long beach harbor back in 2005 2006 i came up with the backing down thing on my own there was nobody teaching me how to do this i was doing it for the pure necessity not Oh, lobster fishing fun. No, I was doing it because me and my family needed to eat, gang. This is how I made my living. So I did it the wrongest way you could. I put hoop nets in the propellers. I've turned them into pretzels with the with the shaft, grinding them up when I'm trying to get off the rocks because we're about to go on the rock. And I learned that backing up is the very, very best way. There is no other good way to do it. There is no other way. When you're, especially when you're in those tight situations like Justin's showing you, because I graduated from the, the Bertram, then I did it on a Pacifica, then I did it on a 68 foot Viking, then I did it on a 65 foot Hatteras, and I did it in 20 feet of water at Catalina, San Clemente Island, at in Long Beach Harbor. And backing down by far, gang, is the best way. And I do it on my skiff, on my 22 foot Wellcraft. I do it on the the big boat, the 68 Viking, the 65 Hatteras, and all those other boats because you have total control over what's going on. If you go in there, I don't care if you're on a 20-foot skiff or a 100-foot Viking. If you go in there bow first, the worst thing that happens is right at the end when it's the most crucial time, you lose sight of everything. When you back in and like Justin shows you, he hits it with this spotlight. When he's hitting it with the spotlight, he's trying to figure out which way the rope is going. Which way is the rope going down to the trap? Because you want to get on the other side of that. You don't want to back over your rope that's setting there going down to your trap. That's how you get prop fouled. And I put him in the prop more times than I would like to admit. And we had a rule on the boat, me and my partner. 
Whoever's driving the boat, whoever puts it in the prop, that's who has to go in the water and clear it. And when it's in the middle of January or February in Long Beach Harbor and the water's 48 or 51 degrees, I tell you what, you learn the right way to do it. You can all have as many ideas as you want. And we, we love that you have ideas, but you know what? Your ideas mean nothing to us because you guys have never driven a big boat. You haven't. You might, you may, your sister's mother's aunt's cousin may let you steer the boat for a minute. You might've come on the freelance. I let you steer it for a minute. It's not the same as backing into 10 feet of water with 12 knots of wind and three knots of current. And you got a hoop net hanging off the back of your boat. And then you got a booger eater trying to get it with a, with a hook and he's holding the hook upside down. And then he's taking the line that's on the hook and he's lifting it up in the air and you watch it fall off. And I'm sitting on my couch going, Dave Burris is going, Oh my God, he's so lucky. You're not there. You'd be losing your flipping mind. Yeah. That's what held me together too, is being live. Oh yeah. We can't yell because there's a lot of snowflakes watching. And if you yell at somebody, Oh, we're going to get banned on social media. It's going to be crazy because there's a lot of, there's a lot of very, very soft people watching that have never been yelled at in their life. And when you see us yelling, we're yelling because here's what's about to happen. We're yelling because we're about to put our boat on the rocks or we're going to get the rope caught in the propeller. We don't have time to go, hey, is there any way at all that you can get that line a little bit quicker and then you could hand it to the passenger a little bit by then we're up on the rocks and now we're all walking home. Yeah. That's they why we right. go ahead. I'm all please. We don't have time for that stuff. It's not. And uh, just like Dave was saying right now. Um, yeah. I, I had a lot of patience. That's because we're alive. That's really why. But uh, so just like Dave said, Dave taught me how to back down onto these um, hoop nets. And I remember the first time you, you told me how to do this. I was uh, hoop netting a shipwreck, and the shipwreck is about maybe thirty feet long. And you and you said put all ten nets on it. And I'm like, what the heck? All ten? I'm all, how is this gonna happen? There's no possible way. I'm all, I am definitely going down right now because there's, it's gonna be horrible. So you said no, just put all ten nets in and back up to every one of them and put them off the corner. I was all what? And you gave me the exact rundown of exactly what to do do this do that as soon as you get to it kick it in the forward and then put it back in the neutral and it's going to kick it out you know and so on and man what a difference that made i can put all nets if i wanted to within like five feet of each other and i can get every one of them one by one every single time and i have a 14 foot beam and i can put them five feet from each other and not get propped out it's pretty amazing Because you're backing down on them. And then another thing you were talking about, one of our friends, Greg Warren, was saying, hey, you got too much of an angle. They're jumping out. Think about this. We're driving. We're actually putting the boat in gear and we're kicking ourselves off the beach, Greg, because we're about to go up on the beach. So the boat has to be moving forward in order to get that hoop net on the boat. That's just the way we fish. But here's what people don't understand. We're not on your boat pulling it sideways on your skiff. We're on a big boat and we're pulling it sideways, but we're also in gear. So the boat is 
the or the lobsters aren't having a chance. They can't shoot out the opposite way because they're getting pulled into the net. It, it um, too much pressure. There's too much pressure putting on them. Where right. They, so the net has all the um, it's I don't have a net here, but it has the netting material. Right. So it's all intertwined like so. And their legs, whenever they touch something, grabs. So they're grabbing that. They're not trying to get away. They're trying to figure out what's going on, and they're getting pushed down to the bottom. So they're, they're not. No. And I pulled, I pulled my hoops with ten lobsters in it. And the thing's totally sideways, and you wouldn't think they're in there. But what is physics? That's the word I was looking for. That's a big word for a guy <laughs> like me. But physics are going to make. If you stop and think about it, the pressure of the water being pushed into that net is holding that lobster in there. They don't have a, they're not going to be able to fall out. Now we have people that are watching here that are going, I don't even know what the hell you're talking about. What are you guys talking about? We're talking about something that we're doing. This is the off season. Things get really slow in Southern California and there's not a lot of fishing. So what I did back in 2005, 2006, I started taking people hoop netting for lobsters which was something people did on their private boat. It was kind of quiet. No one really talked about it. But in 2005, 2006, because there wasn't any way to make a living and we just got done with our first time ever seeing $5 a gallon for diesel. We had never seen that before. If you remember the, the president at the time and his dad were getting ready to finish up their, their long run of running the prices of the fuel in America and they were on their way out of office. So they decided one last ditch thing before they left, they took a dollar gallon fuel and put it to $5 a gallon. And it caught the whole industry by surprise. And we didn't make any money that season and I didn't know what to do. So we started this hoop netting thing and it's kind of cool because now Justin doing it live, we're introducing this to so many people. So if I think your name was Jacob that was asking or, or Jay, excuse me. If you go and you look on your saltwater guide, last night we had a live show and you could see what we're talking about. We're taking groups of people out to go catch lobsters. What's really cool, what Justin's doing, what we've never, ever done before is we're showing you what it's all about. So most people, when you go on a fishing trip, at the end of the trip, you come home and you try to remember what happened and you try to tell your friends or your family. They go, hey, what was it like? And you're like, well, it was wet and it was windy but we got a we got a nine pound lobster and that was kind of the highlight of the trip and we had some five pounders and some three pounds now you go with justin you tell your friends hey i'm going out on the boat tonight and it's going to be televised live and it's going to be streaming on facebook you're going to get to watch us fishing live and then like your charter last night they don't even know who we are (laughs) They have no idea. They got so lucky and we made them famous. Yeah. Now, the guy, the first guy that reached down, grabbed the crab. Yeah. He's super famous. <laughs> I knew it would happen sometime or another, but it happens all the time. It's not going to hurt you. It, it did uh, cut his skin a little bit. But imagine if he didn't have the gloves on. If he didn't have the yeah, that was a big, that was a big rock. Crab. Yeah. Yes, it was. It was a lot of fun. And then I showed, did you see when I, I told them, they're like, oh, where are you live at? And I was like, oh, you're so order guide. And then they looked it up and they seen it. And they're like, oh, dang, look at this. All the people watching. There was a, there's how many views? Like 9,000 or something already? It's 
Yeah, I think we're at 12 or 13 now. Crazy. And people are jumping on there. And the really cool thing is when you're watching it on the boat while you're doing it, you're also sharing it with your friends. And so now your friends are getting to watch it, right? Yeah. So, um, Greg, if you go to your Saltwater Guide um, Facebook page and just scroll down, I think it's two or three posts down, you'll uh, see the live show last night. Yeah, and that was watch the whole thing. It's pretty cool. That was the third one or the fourth one? Uh, that would be third on your page. Yeah. And it was pretty cool, gang. And it really, the really fun part, like Greg from Opsin was involved last night, and you guys gave away a couple of really cool gifts. Oh, that's so cool. Talk about talk about that, because you've had three different promotions yeah. in the three different nights you've done So this. three different sponsors came out with us. Um, first was Promar. Today's Promar. And uh, we did a really good promotion there. And then uh, Dave with Deckhand Sports came out. That was really cool. He did a really good promotion as well. And yesterday, um, Greg couldn't make it. He's with Opsin. He's the owner of Opsin. Um, he couldn't make it, but he gave away a two $75 gift certificates to Opsin and one of the new sweatshirts they just came out with. And 25% off. It's going on right now. If you just use YSWG at OpsinUSA.com, you can get 25% off your entire order. That's pretty magical. I know. That's pretty magical. But if game. anyone and else wants to come out with me, any uh, yeah. wants to sell product, um, sponsor the, the trip, you know, you can come out with me, um, with my clients as well, whoever comes out with us. And um, we can definitely promote you the entire time. If you notice every 15, 15, 20 minutes, I'm obviously talking about the uh, sponsor for that day. Okay. Um, but yeah, and, and everyone so far has gotten a big hit out of it. Promar, Deckhand Sports, Opsin, it's all been a big, big hit for them. So yeah, I mean, look at the views. There's not even enough money to pay for all them views. That's a ton. Right. The views are incredible and we're just starting. Like Dave Burris was saying, you guys are on to something here because we are. The views are insane. We got 14,000 watched minutes last Ooh. night. Dang. And uh, it's... Huh. What are you vacuuming? No. Oh, shoot. What happened? I don't know what happened. My computer just shut off. We got you though. We can still see okay, it. Okay, it's uh, um, they're trimming my palm tree out front. They're, right. they're almost we, done. We, we can see okay. you, Justin. If you want to book the whole boat, you got charter. There's his phone number up there on the screen right now, gang. Talk about how we can go out fishing with you. Yeah, so you can give me a call. Um, my phone number is nine five one seven zero three nine four four two. Um, I would suggest booking sooner than later because these trips I've been doing live, I've been booking up really fast. I'm almost booked up for the whole season of lobster. So um, I know it's pretty spectacular. So book up pretty quick. Uh, I was talking to Dave earlier. You can also go to my website, bowlinesportfishing.com. The, the guy's going to be done in just a minute. Sorry. Um, it's you can good. hear it. It's just a blower or something. Um but I was talking to Dave earlier, and I'm thinking of doing a open party trip for lobster next Thursday. 
um, not this Thursday, next Thursday. It's the 16th, November 16th. It's supposed to be raining that day. It's 70% chance of rain. So if you want to experience something really fun and wet, come on out with me. It's $175 per person. I'm going to take four people and we'll see if we can get a sponsor to come with us. I'm sure we can. That shouldn't be a problem. But yeah. And there's his QR code right there again. You can grab the QR code better, easier than grabbing the phone number. We'll, we'll be talking about the phone number more. We're not even close. We've only been, we got another 40 minutes here with Justin. He said he'd give us an hour. So we're going to use his whole time, the whole hour. And uh, you guys can put your questions up there on the board. You can leave a question on Facebook or YouTube. We're reading through them. We'll answer them as quickly as we possibly can. But, um, there is never, ever a bad question. You have total protection here. Just like last night, there were some booger eaters that jumped in on the live feed. But, gang, I just give you one opportunity to make an idiot of yourself, and then I just ban you forever, and then you're done. You don't have to worry about it anymore. Because there's so much, there is so much negative out there. The last place we want it is when we're trying to have fun out on the water or trying to do a podcast like this. We don't need any of the negative stuff, but I want you all to remember everything you watch on the podcast when we're out hooping, every single thing you see, all the product, the gloves, the lights, everything is Promar. Talk about that for a minute. I'm going to put the QR code up right now, Justin, but talk about that because you had Joaquin out on the boat and they were making videos with you. Talk about how bitching that, that was is. so freaking cool i can't even explain it because it wasn't it was more than what you all have seen um what you seen on the live show was just what i wanted you to see it wasn't uh the spot and it wasn't the actual drone footage that we had overhead um so promar had a, a professional drone guy out there as well doing drone footage of us pulling traps or not traps but nets and setting them throwing them out it was pretty spectacular but he was out there filming with a professional camera, like making a movie, a film, while we're out there for Promar. So you're you're all gonna see that with Promar coming up, but you're only gonna see the edited stuff. What I do out there live is unedited and you get to see the whole thing raw, uncut. So, and then if you also notice everyone on the boat is wearing the blue gloves, I have everyone put the blue gloves on You'll also notice that some people put on some other gloves, like uh, last night, someone had some black gloves on, and then they switched over to the blue ones because the blue ones are 100% better. Um, take it from me. If you want to find out how they feel, come onto my boat, and I'll show you. They are absolutely spectacular. It makes it easier to grab the lobsters. It, pull, it grabs the nets, the ropes. Um, phenomenal. I mean, it doesn't slip, not one bit. There's another video I sent, Dave. Um, I'm sure you'll post it later some other time. But uh, my wife, we were at Catalina when we got 226 or 229 lobsters. She was pulling up one of the ropes, wearing some of the gloves, these pink ones she has. And she had to call my nine-year-old son, Rylan, which everyone knows, to come over there with the Promar gloves to actually pull at it because she was slipping. And Rylan grabbed onto that net and pulled it up. It's 14 lobsters in it. He pulled it up no problem at all with those gloves, but I would definitely get the gloves and get a bunch of the uh, gauges. Cause we lost one gauge last night. 
One of, one of them went overboard. It always happens. I have 15 on my boat. Now I have 14, but I always expect to lose six every year or every season. It's automatic. When you start catching and you're a member of your saltwater guide, you're going to start catching a ton of lobsters and you got to sort them. So when they come on the boat, you, you'll hear me on the live show, dump it and chuck it or dump it and throw it. So dump the net and throw it back out, right? <clears throat> that's because we're on the spot where the lobsters are. We don't want to move off that spot. We want that spot. That's our spot now. So we dump it and chuck it. Dump the net, chuck it out. Now you have lobsters and crabs crawling all over the deck. Now you got to sort them before they go into any cracks or crevices because once they do that, they're obviously going to be a short one and here's fishing game pulling up on your boat thinking you're hiding stuff from them. So you're going to grab the lobsters quick measure them and throw them out. Well, eventually when you're doing so many, when you're a member of your saltwater guide, you're going to throw that um, gauge over an accident. Happens all the time. But if you're prepared, remember, you need one gauge per person on your boat. So if you have four people, you need four. If you throw one over and you have four people, you have three. You get stopped, that's a ticket. So make sure you have multiple gauges. If If you have an average of two people on your boat, get four gauges. If you have an average of four people on your boat, get eight gauges, just in case it's better to be safe than sorry. And they're inexpensive and you can save the 20% with that QR code right there. Um, but those gloves, 100% those gloves are a must have. You must have those gloves. It's a game changer. Oh, and, Absolutely. and the seal proof bait cages. Make sure you have those seal proof bait cages. You notice that all of the stuff that we're using is seal proof bait cages. If you use the mesh, I'm going to tell you right now, you're you're going to be disappointed, okay? I know Promar sells them. I love them for that, but the steel-proof bait cages are 100% better, 100%. Here's what's going to happen when you use the mesh. You're going to fill it up with the sardines like we were using. Fresh sardines is number one. Don't use bluefin carcasses, yellowtail, salmon heads, or anything like that. You're going to use sardines, okay? Sardines, fill up that mesh bait cage. Throw it at the bottom. Watch Mr. Sea Lion from a mile away come swimming over to you because he knows that you have that mesh cage. When you pull it up, your mesh mesh cage is going to be smashed and nothing in it. You think the sand fleas are bad? Wait until the mesh cage you use. (laughs) That's really bad. So the the bait tubes, the seal-proof bait tubes are 100% a must. So we had a couple questions while you were talking. One is, do we use any spray? Here's my deal on the spray. I taught Justin. I taught a lot of people. We use fresh bait. We use the food that the fish that the lobsters are eating. So we use fresh lo- lobster bait always. It's going to be sardines or anchovies, whatever they have at the bait barge. That's how we do it. Now, if you're not lucky enough to have an opportunity to swing by the bait barge and buy a scoop of bait, then yeah, I would suggest maybe you need to try to use some of those uh, scents or whatever. But here's what I was taught when I worked for the aquarium in Long Beach. Those big long antennas on the on the uh, lobsters, they're there to f- pick up that electrical current that's coming off of the bait when it starts to decompose. They don't have a big nose like everyone thinks and they're s- smelling that um, spray or whatever you're using. And I'm sorry, I look at everything logical. If you're taking a a hoop net and you're spraying a spray on it, 
then you're throwing it in the water, dragging it through the water. It's just me. Now, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. If you make the spray, you're probably doing really good with it. And I and my hat is off to you. But here's the deal. You're washing that spray off every time you throw the net in the water. The minute you throw it in, you're washing it off and it's sinking down 30, 40, 50 feet in water. Yeah. And then you're ripping it back through the water. I need to pay the guy real quick. No, no, do it. Go. I got this. So that's my theory on the spray. And I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. And if you're knocking the living bejesus out of them using the spray, then keep using the spray. I will never tell you to not do something. I can only tell you what I do and what I think about. And I think it's not necessary for what I do. But if it's necessary for what you do, then it's absolutely necessary for what you do, gang. I don't play hide the ball. I don't play pretend like this works or that works. I only tell you what works for me on a daily basis. And the proof's in the pudding. Justin's fishing up in Long Beach Harbor. Gang, he's putting together some phenomenal trips. He might not be catching 100 lobsters every night like you all are doing, but he's putting together really quality trips with big lobsters, and they're having a good time, and uh, they're catching lobsters. And our way, it might not be your way, but it's the way that I've made a living for the last 20 years doing it. It seems to work. Justin duplicates exactly what I say. It seems to work. We have 4,200 members on the website now. And when the one guys duplicate what we do, they go out and they're very successful. The biggest problem is there's so much noise out there. Like one of my members told me, Josh said his brother went to West Marine and talked to one of the people at West Marine and they told him they use rotten salmon heads. (laughs) And the the bucket of rotten salmon heads actually accidentally dumped over on their boat. And they're still, and it was a year and a half ago. They're still trying to get the stench off. They're still trying to scrub that off. Gang, we use fresh bait. We use what the lobsters are going to go for. We don't use a spray. We don't use a sponge, but we're, we're blessed because we get to work in an environment where we can go to the bait bars. Right, Justin? Yeah, you're absolutely correct. So another thing. So when you hear about the, real quick, last year, I did. I have a YouTube channel. The one of the videos I did was what works best for lobster, right? And part of that was the spray. I'll let you all go over there. I'll let you all go over there and find out which works best. Okay, you can look for yourself. I went to a place at Catalina to do this test, and we pulled up a hundred and. 130 or something lobsters. I don't remember what it was exactly. It was last year. 83 or 84% of the lobsters caught was on fresh sardine. What does that tell you? And the other thing is I want you all to think about, and and just like Dave said, it's nothing against the chemical guys that are making the the sprays and stuff like that, right? Some people use WD-40, but what's really WD-44? It's for rust on hooks is what they're using it for. They're not using it for a scent. So... If you notice when they use the spray, they're spraying it on some kind of material and they're putting it in the bait tube with fresh sardines. What's really working? If you want to try, if you want to try it, try getting the material, soak it in that, in that stuff and put it inside of the bait tube. 
and see if you catch something. Nothing else. Don't put fresh sardines. Don't put mackerel. Don't put whatever else you're going to put in there. Just put that stuff to see if it works, if you want to see if it really works. That's what I would suggest everyone do. So we use fresh sardines, and it works. And just like yesterday and the other two times as well, all three times, when I'm pulling up the nets, what's the first thing Dave mentions? Check the bait. Check the bait. And what happens when I put fresh bait in on the next pull? There's lobster. <laughs> what the heck is going on? Our lobsters are crab. Yeah. The biggest problem we're having up there in, uh, it used to have dead fish oil in it before you and I were born, Dave Burst. It hasn't had fish oil in it in a hundred years, but I guess in the original recipe, it had some fish oil in it, but it, go read the ingredients on the side of a WD-40 can. There ain't nothing in there that even closely resembles a fish. But um, just like processed cheese food, there's nothing in that that resembles cheese. But um, what I was trying to say, and, I, and then I got lost, is that the sand fleas are so wicked right now up there in Long Beach Harbor. And the area that we're fishing, and it might have a lot to do with the area that we're fishing. We'll talk about it offline. We're, we don't want to tell anybody where we're at because we're Justin's putting together some pretty spectacular trips. He might not be getting limits, but he's getting <laughs> lifetime lobsters that are the size of, I mean, look at that lobster you got with Dave or that lobster you got last night. That was five yeah. pound, six pound lobster. There's nothing. Most people will never see one that well, at, you had 10 pounders, nine pounders, lots of threes. I had 16 lobsters last night. We had two that were, um, that were like two pounds. All the rest of them were over that. Every one of them was over that. It was pretty amazing because when we were taking them out on the deck and you see at the end, I was like, what the heck? I didn't even realize how big these were. It was crazy. No, you did it. That was awesome. But listen, gang, when you're pulling your stuff and all of a sudden you're catching, 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 then you're not catching, you want to look at your bait because Justin found out three nights ago or whatever, oh my God, the sand fleas in less than an hour had eaten every single sardine in his bait tube down to where they were just, all that was left in there was bones. The carcass yeah, was crazy. And then you're a hunter. So you're thinking, well, maybe I should put the deer heads down there and get them cleaned off. It's going to work faster than an ant. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. I was like, man, this it's unreal. And even um, maggots couldn't do that good of a job. It, I can't believe how fast they were too. 30 to 45 minutes and they picked clean the whole entire bait tube. Clean. It was all skeleton. There was not even a piece of meat in there. It's gone. All gone. I was like, what the heck is going on here? And you know what's funny, Justin? We were calling them sand fleas last night and like Tommy Gomes said, then the keyboard warriors were just going bananas. They're not a flea! They're not a... Gang, we call stuff stuff that we know just if I tell him sand fleas, he knows what that means. If he tells me sand fleas, I know what that means. I'm sure there's some scientific name for these little scuzzy little animals that live on the bottom of the ocean. You want to be the guy that tells us, oh, they're a, they're a something, something. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. You're wasting you're wasting your flipping time because the next time me and Justin talk about it, we're going to call them sand yeah. fleas. We'll call them. We can really confuse everyone and call them sea maggots. 
<laughs> just confusing everyone. Oh yeah, then then the keyboard oh, yeah. warriors would go bananas. Just like that Tommy Gomes, the spinal fluid that, that that I'm eating. We call it and then all these scientists came on there and wanted to tell us the molecular structure of the swordfish spinal cord and how it's a disc. I'm like, are you out of your flip? God, is that you guys have nothing else to do? Why don't you try to enjoy life and have fun and smile and have a good time? Yeah. Everything doesn't have to be politically correct. And like, oh my crab, gosh, uh, gang. those you know those crabs with the really long arms and I don't know what the heck they're called. I've never looked them up. They're not crabs. my interest. I I don't really care about them. I call them fiddler crabs because fiddler crabs have the long arms. I know they're not fiddler crabs, but you knew everyone knew what I was talking about. <laughs> yep no it's funny it's so funny that people want it and and i know we have our core audience and they enjoy everything and they want to watch but it's fun those of you that are core audience all of you that have been watching me and justin for three two or three years now the funnest part of this whole thing is going in there and going through the comments you will like mike lewis mike lewis made that popcorn lobster leg video that thing is like well it got banned on it got banned on tiktok why banned they pulled it down because that's cruelty to animals that we're going to drop that animal in boiling hot water in a minute but that's that's the thing so they banned it on tiktok but on facebook and instagram and youtube it's going absolutely bananas and the cop mike lewis i've told him for a long time he's been watching me for years that you got to go down the rabbit hole of the comments. Well, now he's totally involved, and it is the funniest thing you've ever seen, gang. If you want to have fun, you know my pedigree. You know where I came from. You know who I am. You know who my family is. You know what we've done for a living our whole lives. You need to jump down one of those rabbit holes and go read about all the people that tell me I have no idea what I'm doing. It's so it's so funny. And I really enjoy it. And I have a good time answering them and answering them back because the more they answer me, the better it is for me. The more comments they make, the better it is for me. And instead of starting something with them too, you just do a regular comment like, thank you. And then it really pushes their button. <laughs> or, I like to have them send me a, uh, send me something that'll, please show me how you do it. Oh my gosh. And they'll get these big elaborate poster boards out and they'll draw pictures and everything. It's the most <laughs> incredible thing. It's so, so, so much fun. And Mike Lewis, I know you're having a blast <laughs> messing with them, gang. You can... That's the cool thing about going fishing with Justin live out on the water. You can all get involved in this because there's going to be so many people that are going to help you. When you're out with Justin and you're catching lobsters and you're having fun and everything's cool, you're going to see people comment. The guy in the yellow hat, he, he didn't pull it right. He wasn't holding his feet the right way. He shouldn't lift his left foot off the deck that high. It's like, oh, my gosh, is that all you got, folks? Yeah, so so this whole life thing has taken off, right? And it let's take it to a whole new level. How about we get the clients that come on the boat involved with the whole situation? So next Thursday, whoever comes out with me, if you can get involved on the live feed as well not only are you going to get famous but it'll be it'll be a lot of fun it'll just make things 10 times or 100 times better and if you want when i do the live feeds for lobster how about we come up with or the audience comes out with 
two or three things I could try each time and see if it works. So what do you think will work? What do you want me to try while I'm out there and see if we can catch a lobster with it? So if we can get two or three things that the audience wants to see while I'm out there live, go ahead and post it up here and I'll try it. I think we got to not do that. They can do it if they charter the boat. They can do that because there's there's a lot of people that paid money that want to catch lobsters. They don't want to mess around with this garbage bait you guys want us to try. So if you want to try some garbage bait, bring the garbage bait with you. And then we'll put nine of them with the real bait in it. And then we'll put your garbage in there that your sister's brother's aunt's cousin told you that works really good. You can spray WD-40 all over it. You can stick it up your butt. You can do whatever you want with it. But uh, yeah, the other nine though, we got to make sure that we have the right bait in it so they work. I mean, it's crazy. We'll try it, but we're not going to do it. We're not going to do it on somebody else's trip where they paid because they want those. Not, yeah. They want those. 10 yeah, you're bets. right. We'll just make it up to whoever goes, whatever they want to try. If they want to try one thing, I'll bring that and then we can try it. See? Yeah, that'd be fair. We don't want to do it on people's paid trip. And we're like, yeah, we're going to try this booger eater bait because booger eaters have got keyboard warriors want you to try this. No. Try more than one bait tube. I'll put like five bait tubes in one net. <laughs> because yeah, there you go. I'll fill up five bait tubes and throw it in one net with all sardines. And we'll see if that, I don't know if it'll do anything, but <clears throat> why not, right? Well, here's what I used to tell people at the seminars when I used to do the seminars for Promar. If you've ever been on a commercial lobster boat, if you've ever gone out with the commercial lobster fishermen, they use a jar the size of my phone on a five, three by three trap. The thing's three feet by three feet. They have a jar in there with maybe maybe this amount, just the, my fist amount of bait in there. Because what people don't understand is we're not out there to feed the lobsters. We're out there to put that electrical pulse into the water to make them walk into the hoop net. I think, yeah, you could put a bunch of tubes in there. That might work, but we're pulling that thing up every half an hour. So, and then we're checking the bait. More isn't better. Scent is the best, but fresh is even better. But there's so much fun you can have. And Justin's going to start putting together when he doesn't have a charter or he doesn't have something pre-booked, he'll do some open party because we both understand we're onto something and we're going into the winter time. And Justin's a fisherman. That's what he does for a living. And normally, before I started this hoop net thing in 2005, 2006, we didn't make any money in the industry in the wintertime. Now you can go up and down the coast and all the boats are fishing lobsters. But no one was doing it before I started. And they they won't give me the credit and I don't need the credit. I just I just need to make sure that I have enough money in the bank account to take Zaya to sushi bar tonight. That's all I care about. <laughs> I don't get I don't need your credit, but I'm just telling you, you can go back and look on 976 tuna. Phil Freeman and I started promoting this thing in 2005, 2006 for the sheer fact that I needed to make a living. And then we you, went you out were there. The very started, first one doing it. The very, very first one. And then we figured out we didn't even know how to do it. We had no what idea. Was it 2007, 2008, I think it was. What year were you doing it? The charters? 
2006, 2007. We started in 2005, but we didn't really know what we were doing. And then 2006, 2007, that winter is when it took off. That's when Kelly caught the 18-pound lobster. That's when everything went bananas. So, Mark asks, yep. uh, Chovy's, Dean's, or Max, what's the best? Fresh. Not frozen. Yeah. Don't use frozen. Frozen. Go and catch it. Catch a mackerel. Use it. Go to the bait barge. Grab whatever they have. Fin bait only. No squid. Do not use squid. No, squid's no bueno. But I know your sister's brother's aunt cousin caught one on squid once, and that's good. But no, it's got to be fresh fin fin bait. And you got to be real careful, too, what you're using for bait because there's a lot of brand-new fish and wildlife agents, and they can write you a ticket for having chopped up bonita on the boat. I, How do I know that? Because I got the ticket. You can argue with me all day long. I don't really care. I got the ticket. I paid the fine. I lost my guide license for a year because I had cut up bonita on the boat. So you can argue with me all day long. Unidentifiable piece of fish. Measurable size limit, possession limit, fish chopped up for bait and put into a tube. They wrote the ticket. I got it. And they took my guide license for a year. And I'll, but I'll argue with you. If you want to call me up and have that argument, tell me you use it all the time. I'll, I, I'll be more than happy to take your phone call. 949-374-0786. Just like I've seen also someone saying that they're using yellowtail. I mean, I would personally rather eat the yellowtail than uh, lobster. Just saying. And bluefin too. What? Why? Why would you use bluefin? Eat it. What a what a mess. Yeah. Yeah. Just to cut that up to get it into the tube. Imagine the fine for that using uh, multiple tubes of bluefin. Yep, they can write that ticket. <clears throat> Don't think they won't either. If they get on your boat, you got an attitude, or your friends got an attitude, they're gonna look for anything they can. Yeah. Yeah, the carcasses only. Well, they don't know that that was a carcass. I'm just trying to help you. Yeah, you don't know how many carcasses you have because you're only allowed two per person. It's just like having salmon heads on the boat, gang. If you don't have your receipt for the salmon heads, like Kelly brought that up last week on our Thursday show, that's a ticket. If you don't have the receipt for your salmon heads, salmon's closed in the state of California. So you got some salmon heads on the boat. You got a zealous fishing game officer. That's a ticket that'll stand up in court. You might, you might want to fight it and go and oh, good luck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to help you. If you use <coughs> sardines or anchovies or mackerel, you got zero problem. Why do you want to create a problem that doesn't need to exist? Why do you want to push the limit? Why do you want to? Why do you want to have a conversation? You're out hoop netting. Yeah. Fish and Wildlife walks on the boat. You're legal. You got your lobster card. Oh, yeah. Talk about that, Justin, the lobster oh, card. Oh, so, um, so the lobster card. You, everybody has to make sure before you leave the dock. I try to do it before you leave the dock. Fishing game, um, the regulation says before you put a net in the water, right? So just keep it in mind. Before you leave the dock, you fill out your card. So you're going to fill all the way out except for the number retained. So the number retained is how many lobsters you have. If you notice when at the end of the show yesterday, I stopped the boat right where we were hoop netting. We're not going anywhere. We're pulling out all the lobsters. We're seeing how many we have, who's getting what lobsters, because we didn't get limits for everyone. We got 16 of them for five people. 
So I wanted to find out who wanted how many, and then we had to put down how many on each single one. If there's zero, you have to put zero. Don't leave it blank. You're like, oh yeah, I didn't catch anything, so I'm gonna leave it blank. That's a $350 fine. If you leave that blank, it's $350. So just put a zero if you got nothing. You have to make sure it's filled out properly. So, Oh, they're looking for anything. The first thing they do when they climb on the boat, from my experience, they ask for your license and your lobster cards. So the way we always did it on the charter boat when I was running it, everybody's lobster cards and fishing license went into a Ziploc bag and sat on the table. So when they pulled up, they open up the Ziploc bag and they pull out because the lobster card's like 50 feet long. Yeah. It's crazy. So we just put them all in a Ziploc. We don't have you holding on to it. That way, Justin and I can make sure that you filled it out proper. We don't want any of our people to get it. Yeah, I, you want to get it. You want to get a ticket on your private boat? That's fine. We don't care. But if you're coming with us, we're making sure. Yeah, like Justin just said, he fills them all out for you because he doesn't. We don't need any brain damage out there, gang. We're out trying to have fun, and the fish and wildlife really appreciate it when they pull up and your all your all your uh, eyes are dotted and your T's are crossed, and you just hand them. Then they go, "Oh, that was pretty easy." Yeah, <clears throat> it makes it a lot less stressful for you. Then they look at your gear and they're like, okay, these guys, we don't, and they go, do you got any lobsters? And they point in the tank and they see three, five pounders and they're like, all right, have a great night. And they leave. Yeah. And they know about your gear. So the floats that Pomar sells, the buoys, floats, whatever you want to call them. I don't know what the specific scientific name is, but the float itself, if you notice on all of mine, I have the, the Pomar um, reflective tape on mine and mine's just a single band. You can do all kinds of designs on it so you can figure out which one is yours. But you have to put your Go ID on there. And then I have my Go ID and my commercial number on it. So my FG number is on there and my Go ID number and my phone number is on there just in case one ever gets lost. You never know, right? You're out in the ocean, something could happen. A sea lion takes your net and decides it wants to take it across the ocean somewhere. And then someone finds it. Hopefully they'll call you and give you your net back. <clears throat> but the number one question I get asked every time I go out, <clears throat> how on your lobster card do you determine what number you're going to use of location? So Long Beach, L.A. Harbor is really weird. So the Long Beach area is, is labeled 53, which is the um, break wall, right? The middle break wall. 54 is going to be um, the oil islands. So if you're going to be fishing near the oil islands, right, you're going to stay in that in that general area of the oil islands and not on the break wall, you're going to be using 54. If you're going to be on the break wall of Long Beach or in that general area, you're going to use 53. So just keep that in mind. So that way it's not too confusing. If you're near the oil islands, oil island white, Chaffee, or any of the other ones, you're going to be over near those, you're going to use 54. 53 is over near the break wall and inner areas. So, Yeah, that's, and that is super important because they're looking, where are you at? And you're like, oh, I, you put number one on here. You're not at Catalina. You guys, that's a low hanging fastball that they're going to write all day, every day. Don't, don't make a mistake and don't listen to the noise out there when, 
Justin and I talk about something, it's because we've experienced it. I've gotten all the tickets. I've been the guy. I've already got them. I know that they're real. I promise you, if you could do something wrong, I did it as wrong as you could for way too long. And I'm not that guy anymore. And I'm a way better human today. If you would have met me 35 years ago, you would have been blown away that I'm this guy sitting in front of you right now. Trust me when I tell you these things. And you don't have to go out and try it on your own. And don't listen to the guy at Walmart or don't listen to the guy at Bass Pro Shop. I'm telling you from doing it for a living and Justin does it right now for a living. We know what they're looking for. So be very careful. And another thing, Justin, you do this great on the boat. If you think it's close, throw it back. What are you doing? It's not worth it. My God, that fine's insane. Yeah, so I know exactly how much that fine is because I had a little dinghy. Let me tell everyone. So I had a little dinghy and it was a little aluminum boat and I was out in Dana Point. I, I know a lot of lobster spots in Southern California. I don't know Channel Islands, but everywhere south I know. So I was in Dana Point and it was opening day and I was out there on my little tiny 11 foot uh, dinghy with my buddy. And we were pulling up these little tiny lobsters. They're the size of crawdads, hundreds of them. We pull up the net, they would jump out all over the place. Um, it was aluminum skiff. And it has holes underneath where you sit, right? That let water channel through. These were little tiny, um, actually, no, it's not $700, it's a lot more. So they have these holes that channel through and we were pulling them up and we're throwing the lobsters out. They're really tiny. So we're throwing them out, throwing them out. We caught one legal lobster that night. This was seven years ago, six years ago, seven years ago. So we were coming back to the dock. It was raining, everything was wet. I didn't fill my report card out. Okay, I thought I had to, I thought I had to fill it out after the fact. And uh, I get back to the dock and guess who's standing at the dock before I even get there? Fish and wildlife. They're all, good evening, fish and game. How you doing? I was like, good, how you doing? Like, you got any lobsters? I said, heck yeah. I was all excited, you know, in my, in my uh, ice chest, I had this big old lobster. And I was like, yeah, check this out. Then this other fishing game officer came by and his buddy and says, how many lobsters you got? I was all one right here. He's all, what's that one behind your foot? I said, what? I looked down and this little tiny lobster, it was tiny. It wasn't even big enough to eat. It was so small. It went inside one of those uh, holes, not a scupper, but uh, I don't even know. It's like a channel, right? It went inside of there and I never even seen it. So it comes crawling out and it's right near my foot. They weren't happy. He was pissed. He thought I was hiding lobsters from him. And I said, no, sir, sir it's a complete honest mistake. I, I didn't know. He said, get out of the boat, stand near the pole. I said, okay. So I get out of the boat and I stand near the pole. He looks and in the front on the bow where my buddy was sitting, there was the anchor rope. Guess what was under there? Another baby lobster, little tiny one. Now he's really pissed. He says, one more lobster, you're going to jail. And I didn't want my buddy to get in trouble. He's all... He's all, whose is this? And I said, they're all mine. I'll take, I'll take the blame for all of it. So he says, one more lobster, you're going to jail. And I said, well, I hope to God there's no more lobsters. And then I'm like, there's little babies or little baby crawdads. He's all, where's your report card? And I said, the other officer took it. He looks at it and says, you didn't even fill it out. And it was completely soaked. I said, well, sir, he's like, no, you fill it out before you get in your boat. I was like, oh, okay. I got that ticket. It was $1,950. Two undersized lobsters and no report card filled out. $1,950.
I went to court and I said, hey, you know, that's really expensive. Is there any way to help me out? And they said, yeah, pay $950. So $950 I had to pay for two undersized lobsters and a report card not filled out. And how long ago was that? That was six years ago. Yeah, I'll bet it's way more yeah. now. So on the ticket itself, it was $850 per lobster, per short lobster. Absolutely crazy. Wow. Yeah. Wow, wow, they, wow. Like Dave said, we learned. <laughs> we learned the hard way. And and you do make mistakes. Everyone makes a mistake. Now, if you're if you're watching on the live video, I'm looking at the deck. Because those lobsters and crabs love to take off on your deck. And if you notice, there's all kinds of places to hide. I make sure nothing hides. I'm looking at everything to make sure I know where it's at. So just that's another good uh, thing to let everyone know is make sure you're keeping an eye on all of your catch. All of it. And another thing I want to throw out there real quick. We've already gone over an hour, and I apologize for that, Justin. Oh, the... Um, Measuring of the lobsters is absolutely incredible how fast everybody wants to throw them back. It, I saw it my whole career doing this for a living. Why? I, I guess I just have to ask everybody. What is the, the obsession with throwing legal lobsters back? They never measured one before, but they got the measure and they put it on there and they're all, this is short. And you're, and you're running down the ladder as fast as you can because you know it's not. <laughs> but I don't care who you are. Everybody wants to throw legal lobsters back. It blows my mind. I, and, I, and I used to think about it when I was doing it for a living every day. And I was like, what is the deal? Why do they want it? Now I'm watching it on your boat and it's the same thing. And I'm like, people are obsessed <laughs> With throwing legal lobsters back. Stop. I think what we need to say right now is from now on, and it sucks for your knee. Oh, yeah. But from now on, they can't, you're not allowed to measure them. You got to let Justin measure them because, gang, you guys are obsessed. All of you are obsessed with throwing legal lobsters back. You have been obsessed with it for 20 years that I've been doing it for a living. I don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense to me. And I know it's going on on sport boats. I know it is because I can watch it. And just the little four, five, six people that we take, they you're all obsessed with throwing, oh, I already measured it. I'm just going to, you're like, no, stop. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, absolutely. It, and, and also, some of the lobsters that look small, they're actually keepers. You need to measure the carapace. Don't look at the tail. Especially when you got a five or six pounder on the deck and they're like, oh, this one's short. No, no, no. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I, crazy. I can pretty much tell, even though it's on video, I can see when it comes over the rail. I tell Kelly, that's there's two legals and a short in there. And she's like, how did you know that? I go, babe, I looked at him for 20 years every single night. I know what I'm looking at. And then I see the people go. And and you're you're busy. You're trying to get the boat back in the position and I'm watching them down there on the deck and they're all three or four or five people are all trying to grab them and throw them back. It's like, stop my God. We worked so hard to catch these. Why do you want to throw them back? So big? you see that like three pounder that we caught yesterday, they were measuring it. Right. And they're like, Oh no, it's too short. And I was like, I was looking at it and I was thinking, no, I thought there's no way that's a complete legal lobster. Let me see. So I measured it 
and it was uh, over a quarter inch big. Big. I was all, wait, don't throw this one back. What are you doing? You got to keep this one. Yeah, they're obsessed. People are obsessed with throwing lobsters back, and I don't understand it. It blows my mind, but it's been going on. So when you go out with Justin, listen, gang, Justin's going hunting. He's going to be back, though, next week. He's going to be busier than hell. These these uh, trips are going bananas. We want to let you all know right now you can get a hold of Justin. Give him a call. Get on one of these trips. He's putting them together as fast as he can because the interest is mind-boggling right now. Grab the QR code right there. Go ahead and give your phone number to all the people driving because there's a lot of podcasters listening right yeah, now. Yeah, my phone number is 951-703-9442. And the next open party charter I'm scheduling right now, it's going to be weather permitted. If it's raining, we're going. And that's basically the big catch for the whole thing is going out in the rain. It's the 16th. So November 16th, next Thursday. How exciting, gang. You want to be on that? And listen, gang, if you have a pro, if you have your own Instagram page or Facebook or YouTube or something, you can come out and you can share our live video across yours. You can film while you're out there if you want. You can have whatever level you want to do this at. I mean, let's go. Let's keep this thing going. Let we're, this thing is going to explode. We got Starlink. I ordered it today for Justin's boat. We're going to start doing the island trips with it. It's going to be spectacular, and your friends and your family can watch you out on a boat hooping it. Also, this has opened up. So many people are watching this, and I was reading some of the comments earlier. Then now they're excited to take their grandkids, their wives. They're seeing that it's a safe, cool, bitching environment. Most people have only dreamt about it. They had no idea what goes on. Now they're seeing every part of it, Justin. I think we're just right on the edge of something. You're going to probably have to have three or four boats and – Three or four camera crews going out filming this. It's going to be insane. That would be so cool. And just remember, we're only on day three now with this. So it's going to be pretty spectacular. Yeah, it's going to be incredible. The amount of minutes. I know there's TV stations that would love to have that many minutes watched in a month. We're getting 10, 15,000 minutes watched in one night the night that i'm doing it just that alone it's crazy it's absolutely insane so one more time throw your phone number out there we're going to wrap this thing up i'm going to take my granddaughter to the beach go play with the fish it's 951-703-9442 and gang don't forget every single thing you see on justin's live feed out there on the water, everything you see, all the products, all the gloves, all the hoop nets, all the lights, everything. Every single thing is a Promar product. They make every single thing you need. If you don't have their product, then you're probably not really hoop netting. You want to make sure you have all their products. Plus they make the bait nets, the bait scoops, the squid brails, gaffs, all the Justin's gaffs, all his nets, all his all his lures, everything comes from Promar. Sabiki rods, Sabikis. Check out the Promar Ahi website, promarahi.com. Grab the QR code. That'll get you into the contest to win the free bag of swag. Plus, Promar has a really cool promotion going on right now. If you go over there to their website and look at what's going on, they have a contest. I just saw it. Hold on one second. They have a contest. 
fishing photo contest, five chances to win. And they're giving away $100 gift certificates to the winners. So check out that. Go over to the Promar Ahi website through the QR code. See what's going on with the photo contest. And I believe in my heart, January 1st, we're going to have a tournament, some type of tournament on the boat for like three or four weeks where you go out with Justin and you're going to have your nets and whoever pulls the big lobster, we're going to give away some cool type of thing. I don't know what it is yet. I haven't even thought of it. But that would be really cool. Just don't forget think about Promar and get those gloves. Those gloves are key. I mean, everyone needs those gloves, not just for lobster. You're going to need them through the whole year. Trust me. If you pull, if you're a member of your saltwater guide, you're going to be dropping your anchor. If you don't have a windlass, you have to pull it up. If you have those gloves, it's going to be a lot easier. I guarantee it. I just wanted to bring one more thing up. We're going to go a little bit over, and I'm sorry, folks. Justin and I knew each other back when I was running the seahorse, back in the 80s, early 90s. But you just got to understand, we got reconnected because of a contest that Kelly Girl and I had where we gave away a free fishing trip on the Helena. And that was four years ago. Think about that. Gang, you have no idea what's going to happen in life. Justin and I are tight, tight, tight. We're buddies. We talk probably every day. <laughs> Kelly calls him his long lost brother. Gang, we reconnected from a contest. So pay attention to what we're doing here because we're doing stuff that's absolutely real, that changes humans' lives. It's changed Justin and I's lives. Our friendship is going to go on till the day I pass away because I'll be dying way before Justin. I know that for a fact because I didn't take very good care of myself. But you don't know what's going to happen. You want to stay involved. Your saltwater guide is absolutely real, right? One hundred percent. It would. It would be. I don't even know how to explain it. You would be a fool not to be a member. If you fish, it's like mandatory. You have to be a member. Just the camaraderie in the community. The community's bitching. Go check it out. Call me if you want to get in. Nine four nine three seven four zero seven eight six. We're out, gang. We've been going way too long. My grandbaby's down there crying. She wants to go to the beach. See ya.